Mr. Jacobs? Are you home? I'll go check the kitchen. Good idea. Wow, look at that Christmas tree. Yeah, isn't it great? It's huge. How did he get the decorations to the very top like that? A ladder, probably. I found him. He's getting cookies and hot cider ready for when we get back. He'll be out in a bit. Want to find the caroling books with me? They're probably in the drawers where he keeps the scripts. Thanks. How did he get it in here? Lots of help. Carson said that they had to use ropes to get it to stand up last time she was here. Hey, kids. I'll be right with you. I got a couple of trays of cookies to pull out of the oven. That's fine. We can wait. We're just admiring your Christmas tree. You like that, Kyle? I just finished decorating this afternoon. It's great. Um, do you know where your caroling books are exactly, Mr. Jacobs? Mmm, check under C. Seriously? Well, it made sense. Can I turn on the lights on your tree, Mr. Jacobs? Sure, Ashley. Just press the button on the radio. The radio? What will that do? You'll see. Here we go. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah, a Christmas tree that plays Oh Christmas Tree when you turn on the lights? Uh, was I the only one that noticed that all the words were wrong? Whoever sang that was not speaking English. You're right, Kyle. That version of the song was sung in German. Oh, cool. So they took a Christmas carol and translated it into German? I never heard of someone doing that before. Well, actually, Kyle, it's the other way around. Patty's right. The song we know as O Christmas Tree comes from Germany. Of course, there it's called O Tannenbaum. Huh. I didn't know that people celebrated Christmas in places like that. Actually, people all over the world celebrate Christmas. Yeah, my dad says that people in Germany love Christmas. He went to a Christmas market there and got us some decorations. Your dad went to Germany? Why? It was a business trip. He said next time he goes, he'll take the whole family. Maybe it'll be around Christmas. Maybe. Are there any other Christmas songs from Germany, Mr. Jacobs? Well, Ashley, the next song on my Christmas playlist came from Germany as well. In fact, as the story goes, it was written because a church organ was broken and they needed a carol that they could play on a guitar. Well, if it's played on a guitar, it must be a newer one. Let's hear it then.
love that song. I didn't know that it was written when that German church was in such big trouble. It just goes to show how even when things are bad, we can always remember what God has done for us. Hey guys, am I late or something? Hi Veronica, you're not late. We were just talking about Christmas carols. Well, that makes sense. We are going caroling. Well, yeah, but we were just saying that some Christmas carols just have a way of making things better when things aren't going right. You're right there, Ashley. In fact, Christmas carols were part of an amazing story of peace during one of the most terrible wars the world has ever known. World War II? Close, Patty. Actually, I was thinking of a Christmas Eve during World War I. On a certain battlefield in France, in the dark, cold, wet pits where soldiers hid, a song was heard being sung. It was the Germans singing a Christmas carol. Was it Silent Night? Well, that's how the story goes. And with that, the British answered with a carol of their own. And the Germans responded with another. And before long, these two armies were walking across the battlefield, not with weapons, but with songs with stories, gifts, and a shared love of the day we celebrate the arrival of our Savior. Really? Really. The troops stopped their fighting and instead got to know their enemies, played soccer with them, and made friends. It was a Christmas party unlike any the world has ever seen. Two armies treating each other like brothers. And is that how World War I ended? Eh, I'm afraid not. This was just one battlefield in a huge war. But the story says that after that day, some of the soldiers realized that the soldiers they were fighting against were just as human as anyone else, and they refused to fight any longer. That's a pretty great story, and it kind of has a lesson in it. What do you mean? Well, it's saying that we need to realize that people we may not like are the same as us. They all have things they like and don't like, they have feelings, and Jesus came to earth for them just as much as he did for any of us. And because God loved the whole world enough to give us Jesus, we need to love everyone in the world too. So, Mr. Jacobs, we've heard a lot of stories about Christmas being a big thing in Germany, but surely there must be Christmas carols from other places in the world. Oh, absolutely, Kyle. In fact, I have a song right here that was written by two men in France. One was a Frenchman, and the other was a Jew. It's really quite beautiful, and it's become one of the most popular Christmas songs in America today. Well, let's listen to it then. I'll start it up. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining Till he appeared and the soul felt its worth A thrill of hope, the weary soul rejoices for yonder a new and glorious morn Fall on your knees Oh, hear the angel voices Oh, night divine Oh, Christ 
Wow. That song was written in France? That's right, Veronica. It's quite an interesting story. We've got time. <laughs> well, as the story goes, back in 1847 in a little French town, there was a poet named Placide. One of his pastors asked him to write a poem to be read in church on Christmas. Placide used his imagination to put himself right in the middle of a Bible story. Kind of like us kids when we're reading one of your scripts? Exactly, Kyle. Placide's imagination led him to write a poem so beautiful that he knew he had to have music to it. So he asked his Jewish friend, Adolphe Adams, to help him write music to go with the words. He sure did a good job. Yeah, it is a really pretty song. But you said that it's a popular song in America, Mr. Jacobs. What about in France? Well, that's the sad part. The French loved the song and sang it all over the country. And then someone found out that the music was not written by a Christian, but a Jewish man. This got a lot of people angry. They said that the song wasn't any good because the music was written by someone who didn't know that Jesus loved them. And so the song was not allowed to be sung in churches all across France. Wait a minute, it's a song about Jesus. A good song that tells everyone that he is king and has come to set us all free. It tells the story of Christmas and everything. And because the music wasn't written by a Christian, it wasn't allowed? Is that how it works? If something has a good message, but it wasn't written by someone who knows God, then it's bad? Well, that doesn't sound right. That is a very important question. And many people decided that God could still use this beautiful song, so they kept singing it and even brought it over to America, where it was translated to the song we know today. I didn't really think Christmas songs had so much intrigue behind them. Intrigue? It means interesting secrets. Oh, right. I knew that. You'd never know it when you listen to them, would you? Take this next one, for instance. Neither the composer who wrote the music, nor the lyricist who wrote the words, thought that their works would be mixed together. So how did that happen? You know history. It's full of weird things happening. That's true, Ashley. Want to start it up? Sure.
we're here. Hi, Joy. For a while there, I didn't think you'd get here. Yeah, this week has been really crazy. You know, with family coming over and stuff. Oh, speaking of which, this is my cousin, Noelle. Hi, I'm Ashley. That's Veronica. And Patty. Hi, nice to meet you. Wait, we're going caroling with a girl named Noelle? You're kidding, right? I wonder what her favorite Christmas carol is. Never heard that one before. That's Kyle. All right, kids. I just got off the phone with Pastor Harmon, and he said he's on his way over. Oh, hi. I don't believe we've met. Mr. Jacobs, this is my cousin, Noelle. Pleased to meet you. Me too. She's visiting for the holidays, and when she heard we were going caroling, I figured you wouldn't mind if she came along. No, not at all. With a name like Noelle, it must be hard not to like Christmas caroling. Yeah, it's not bad. The jokes get pretty old really fast, though. Gotcha. Well, I'll try to control myself. Uh, it just happens we're about to sing the next song on my radio's playlist, and it just so happens... Well, what do you know? The next song is the first Noel. You're kidding. What are the chances of that happening? Better than you think, I'm afraid. Do you mind if we go ahead and listen to it? Nah, it's fine. Go ahead, Patty. All right, here we go.
Mr. Jacobs, I have a question. I was wondering when someone would. What's up, Kyle? Well, it's about the song we just listened to. And her name. What about my name? Well, I know that Noel is the Christmas word, but I don't actually know what it means. Yeah, I don't know what I it means either. either. Well, that's understandable. The word Noel actually is the French word for Christmas, but our word for Christmas and their word for Christmas mean two different things. And you lost me. <laughs> I'll try to explain, Veronica. In English, Christ Mass means to take communion in honor of Jesus. In this case, his birth. Communion? Like the thing with the cups and the crackers in church? Yeah, some Christians call that Mass. Okay, but what about Noel? What does that mean? It actually could mean a couple of things. It's very close to the French word for birth and their word for news. Well, the first one makes sense. We celebrate when Jesus was born on Christmas. Yeah, but so does the other meaning. The Bible calls what Jesus did for everyone the good news. That's what the word gospel means. Wow, I didn't think my name was all that special. I thought it was just in the name of a carol. Wait a minute. What is it, Joy? I just realized something about my name. It's in a Christmas carol, too. It is? Yeah, Joy to the World. Finally, someone else with a Christmas name. I'm not alone. You think our parents thought of that when they named us? Uh, knowing them, they probably did. Well, I think we can all agree on what we need to listen to next. Start it up, Kyle. Repeat, repeat the sounding 
Okay, Mr. Jacobs, now it's my turn to have a question. Ooh, two in one night. This is a special occasion. Let me guess, it has something to do with the song we just sang. Well, sort of. I was just thinking about how there are all these songs about there being peace on earth and joy to the world, and, well, when you look at it, our world isn't really all that peaceful or joyful. I guess I don't understand. What are these songs talking about? The world didn't just get fixed completely when Jesus was born. Yeah, it's like what we were talking about earlier. There's been world wars since then. And there are people who get teased for their names. And other people who get told their work isn't good enough for God to use. See what I mean? The world is a really messed up place, even though Jesus did come. I see what you mean, Joy. A and you're right. Our world is quite a mess. But I think I can clear things up for you. Oh, good. First off, we need to take a look at what the world was like before Jesus was born. The world was just as broken as it is today, except for one thing. Back then, if you did anything bad, the only way to be forgiven was to become a Jew and to make sacrifices to God. Sacrifices like killing animals? Yeah, and there were a lot of rules about how you had to do it too. You can still read about them today in your Bible. That's right, Ashley. The books of Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy talk about all of the laws that God said that his people had to follow if they were going to be forgiven for the bad things they did. Four books? Hopefully they're short books. They aren't. Try reading through them sometime. All of these rules are really hard to keep track of all the time. And if you read the Old Testament, no one was able to keep all of them. And so like it says in Colossians 1.21, Everyone was an enemy of God, and no matter how hard they tried, they could never bring lasting peace. And that's why God decided to send Jesus? Right. God sent his own son to be the only one to follow all of those rules. He didn't do anything wrong, but he died anyway. You see, he paid for all of the bad things that people do. So if they ask God to forgive them, he will. And then there will be peace, just like it says in John 3:36. Okay, so that explains the peace on earth part, but what about the joy to the world? There doesn't seem to be a lot of happiness here either. There are a few ways I could explain this, but since we've been talking about the stories behind songs, I think I should point out that the song wasn't written to be about Christmas at all. It wasn't? But it talks about Jesus coming to earth and everything. How can that not be about Christmas? because it's about when he comes back. Wait, Jesus is coming back? Why? Oh, there are a lot of things that he's going to be doing when he comes again. The book of Revelation tells us a lot, but to make a long story short, he's going to come back to earth to make it new again. He's going to fix all that is broken and all of us that believe in him and have asked God to forgive us will live in his new world at peace with him and with each other. And as it says in Revelation 21.4, there will be no more crying, sorrow, or pain. And that's why there will be joy to the world. Pastor Harmon's here. Great, come on, Noel. I'm coming, I'm coming. Now then, the oven's turned off, the cider's heating up. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Turning off the radio? Ah, that would be it, thanks. Don't worry, I've got it.